Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Dr. Nicole McGrath Barnes, an advocate focused on reaching at-risk children who lack access to affordable dental care. She's the founder and CEO of the Kinder Smile Foundation, a nonprofit that's provided dental care and dental education to more than 28,000 economically disadvantaged children and their families in New Jersey. She's traveled internationally to donate dental care to both children and adults, and she also has mentored high school and college students to pursue careers in dental profession. Wow. Welcome, Nicole. Oh, thank you so much, Carolyn. Thank you so much for uh, this invitation. I am glad to be a part of this podcast. Well, we're glad to have you. So I think maybe it'd be helpful. I know that you were a dentist with a private practice when you decided to establish the Kinder Smile Foundation. How did that decision come about and maybe some history there? Absolutely. So I am a class of 1991 a graduate from the University of Maryland College of Dentistry. In 2007, I was embarking on 14 years of private practice, married with three children. And I realized that there was something missing within me as a private practice dentist. And I uh, did a lot of soul searching. I loved my patients in private practice. I loved the flexibility of being a health professional and picking up my children, but there was something missing. And after some soul searching, I realized that I was so used to, from a little girl, the age of eight, just giving back to the community, whether that was spending time in a daycare or being part of the Boys and Girls Club or the Big Brother, Big Sister through high school and college and even dental school. So once I realized that I had accomplished pretty much all of my goals at the time of becoming a dentist, a mother, a wife, and providing quality dental services, I said, aha. It was literally sort of like an aha moment. And I said, this is the missing piece of my life story puzzle. And what I did was I reached out to a local Head Start program in Montclair, New Jersey, to Montclair Child Development Program, Head Start. And I approached them and I said, look, I am off on Wednesdays. I am willing to become your program dentist. And they looked at me and said, hmm, okay, if you can write a description, absolutely. And I said, this is complete pro bono. I want to give back to, to my community. So I did that. They accepted my offer. I would go in on Wednesdays and provide oral education to the children, the parents, and the caregivers. And it was just absolutely wonderful. So after several months of doing that, I noticed that a lot of the children at the Head Start program really broken down teeth, just to use layman's terms, rampant decay. And I inquired with the executive director, like, why is this a problem? We're here in Montclair. We're here in Essex County. What's going on? And then I did my own research to find out that 
most of the kids that were educated at the Head Start program were from the marginalized community at or below poverty level. So I then told the executive director, I said, look, I can do two Wednesdays a month if you can bus children who need dental services to my office since we're only within five, ten minutes away, I will provide free dental services. I said it has to be parental consent and I will do this absolutely at no charge. So I did that and that worked out really well and months progressed. I was home on a Wednesday evening and I received a phone call from my receptionist. So even though I was not in the office, another provider was in the office, and the receptionist called and said, Dr. Nicole, there's a little five-year-old here there would like to see you. So I had my oldest daughter take over the two younger ones, and I headed in the car and went over to the office, and there was a little five-year-old. We're going to call her Z. So the minute I walked in, Z sprung into my arms, and Dr. Nicole, Dr. Nicole, And that's when I knew she was a Head Start patient because all of the Head Start kids called me Dr. Nicole because they couldn't pronounce my last name. So she was there, (laughs) no appointment. But when I looked at her, she literally had a huge swelling, the lower right side of her mouth, the size of a golf ball. And when I saw that, I I got a pit in my stomach because here I am, this little five-year-old black girl, I'm just leaving my kids, who my son is almost her age. So I sat little Z down, and her grand aunt was the one who brought her in. And she had an oral abscess, and she had it for three months because she could not find a dentist where she lived to treat her because she had Medicaid. And I found out that little Z lived in Union County but went to school in Essex County. She had to go on an antibiotic regimen, and I looked at the granite, and I said, you know, she's five years old, but unfortunately, this tooth will have to be extracted. This primary tooth or baby tooth was only in her mouth for two and a half years. I said, if we don't extract it, the infection will continue to come back, and the bacteria in the infection is not localized. It'll spread to head and neck and all through her body, and it can become fatal. And that was an aha moment for the granite because she was never told this and she didn't realize the severity of this infection. I told the granite, there's no cost at all today. I said, I'm sorry that you couldn't find a provider. I will be her dental provider. And I asked her if she had any funds to pay for the antibiotics. And the granite said that she could potentially use her health insurance card to get the antibiotics. And I said, please do that immediately. And I need to see little Z back within seven to 10 days. And if I don't see her, I'm going to come knocking on your door. So that concluded the first visit. And Caroline, I went home and then I looked at my kids that evening. I literally fell to my knees in one of my daughter's rooms and tears came out of my eyes. And I had a real conversation with God. And that night, Kinder Smile Foundation was born. I felt that I needed to be the advocate and the voice for children like little Z. I said, wow, this is one. How many thousand are out there? And why is this a problem in the United States more specifically? Why is this a problem in New Jersey? And then I started to do my research. And I said, God, if this is truly my journey, then I need another confirmation. 
And that next morning, I went into my office and just still blown away by that experience. And on the front cover of the American Dental Association quarterly news, there was a little black boy, Diamante Driver, 12 years old, from Prince George's County, Maryland, which is a predominantly black county in Maryland, died from that same oral infection that Z had. And I was like, okay, I got it. This is my journey as a community service dentist. You can clearly see the rewarding part of your day by being able to help people and clearly not an area. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know most of that. So it's definitely interesting to realize you think you can only help people far from home, but even in our own neighborhood, we can be finding ways to help them. Obviously, it's very challenging having a foundation. What are some of the challenges that you are faced with and how have you handled those, especially with the changing environment now? Has that been an issue for you? Well, yes and no. There are not a lot of community service dentists. There are not a whole lot of community oral health centers or dental health centers. So the FQHCs are the federally qualified health centers that are out there now in marginalized communities. They are to the max in terms of providing services for patients. So they get an overload. So the challenge is how do we educate the population and see these thousands of kids that are like Z? And there are literally thousands of them. So that was a challenge. And also, because I was heavily involved and still is in organized dentistry, trying to convince my colleagues in the private practice sector that this is a huge problem and we need to rally together in a coalition to help the marginalized community, that was challenging. So this was all pre-COVID. When COVID hit, it's even harder to get into the schools and the homeless shelters and the community organizations that serve the same demographics because of COVID. And then also another huge challenge is funding, 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 funding. Very uphill battle, trying to get donors and grantors to understand that we're not a bona fide dental clinic or center. We are out here to educate and link our children to quality dental homes. There's yeah. been a lot of challenge, but because we have been in business or serving the community for the last 14 plus years, we've garnered trust with our grantors and our donors, and they've seen the fruit of our labor, and there's such a need to help children in marginalized communities with access to care because oral health is the gateway to total health. So it's still an uphill battle, but we're making some headway. It sounds like there are a lot of challenges. What are the future plans for Kinder Smile Foundation? Or are you thinking of just staying in the New Jersey area? Have there been plans to expand? It's just kind of curious on where you guys are planning in the future here. Right now, we have three dental homes. We have our first brick and mortar in Bloomfield, which serves Northern Newark, East Orange, Irvington, Belleville. In 2019, we partnered with the Boys and Girls Club of Newark, located in Newark, New Jersey. And we serve the students or the members of the Boys and Girls Club there, but we've also opened the doors to the families in the community there. And most recently, during the thick of the pandemic, we opened our doors in the Trenton community, which there's such a need 
And not only did we bring all of our services in community programs, but we also expanded our services to include adults. We're seeing children and adults, which is wonderful because there's such a dire need. The future for Kinder Smile is partnering uh, with the stakeholders and the legislators to really, truly make sure that they understand oral health being a part of total health and not the mouth is there and the body's there. So really taking it on that safe level to be recognized more and hopefully to expand. It's in the future plans to potentially expand to another state, but we want to hone in and make sure that we are collecting right data and we're doing right by the communities here in New Jersey before we do any more expansion outside of New Jersey. Well, it sounds like you have plenty to keep you busy, and who knows, maybe some of our listeners are connected and can help you with some of that legislation change. Oh, that um, would be wonderful. We always end with the podcast with one last question. What piece of advice would you give to either someone who's interested in pursuing a career in dentistry or someone who's looking to start a foundation? So someone is looking to start a career in dentistry and they're high school or college students or pre-professional students, visit us on our website. We have an outstanding community program. It's called Community Service Learning Program, where we invite all of our high school, college, and pre-professional students to come and shadow us and learn about providing quality services to the marginalized community, and they learn a plethora of things. Thus far, we've enabled almost 50 students since inception of the organization to get into dental school. A lot of dental schools uh, around the the country are quite familiar with our program. So if they're interested, the first thing I would say, you're heading in the right direction. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful profession. To confirm that that's what you really want to do, I would say, shadow your local dentist or your dentist or give us a call or fill out a form to be a part of our program. Starting a nonprofit is not an easy task. It's a lot to do, but don't get discouraged because if you're driven by your mission and vision, it will serve the community well and help those. I would say start with this great book, 101 on nonprofits. Start reading about how to start a nonprofit and try not to skip any steps legal, marketing, financial, and stay steadfast. There are times that you will and can get discouraged, but know that it is bigger than what you can imagine, and it will help your local community and the communities at large. So I would say stick with your mission and your vision and your passion. Read up about starting of nonprofits. Learn about your mission and your vision, and don't give up. Thank you so much for that advice. I think we can all hear that every day, right? But Absolutely. McGrath Barnes, it's been amazing listening to you speak and just learning so much. It's an area I didn't know much about at all. And we'll definitely be checking up on your foundation and seeing if there's ways I can help, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be doing. But thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And if anyone's willing to donate any PPE items or any administrative items, We're more than willing to take any donations, and I invite the listeners to visit us on the website at www.kindersmile.org or even come to one of our dental homes and go on a tour. 
volunteer at one of our dental homes. So thank you guys so very much. And always remember, oral health is the gateway to total health. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.